right. First thing I want to start off with is last week I kind of did a little hedge on the the seed, and you know, because I looked in the amplified and talked about Abraham in parentheses, but in reality, as I really knew, but Christ is the seed, and you know, remember it says to Abraham and to his seed. Okay, so just to clarify that, because other people watch the videos and go, "What the heck?" So here we start in uh, chapter twelve. Interesting chapter again. You know, it's amazing when you read a lot of this stuff in other versions, and you go, "You're so confused." This first verse. It's confused me forever, but in the mirror, it finally makes sense. So here we go. Verse one. Now listen to this. Live consistent with who you really are. And the first thing we need to know is who are we really? And how do we find that out? By studying who Christ is. He is the photo or the, what do you say? The prototype of who we are. He's not an example for us. He's an example of us. Son of God, son of man. And we can, I always like to say, Jesus shows us who we really are, who the Father really is, and this walk with the Father, Son, Spirit all the time. So, so live consistently with who you are. I love this. Inspired by what? The loving kindness of God. First of all, towards you. Right? There was a gentleman came to my, I've had many people do this in our Bible study, but, you know, oh, I'm just praying. I need to love God more. And I was, the funny thing is, it says we, we love God because he first loved us. You loved us. You want God, you want to see how God loves you more. Just get in there to see how much more he loves you. And the more you realize how much he loves you, it will reciprocate back to love for him. So that's pretty easy, isn't it? This is my brothers and sisters. We'll throw the sisters in there. The most practical expression of worship is to make your bodies available to him as a living sacrifice. Isn't that confusing? In other words, I mean, I've been reading that for years ago. What is that? I've had people lay down and act like they've been sacrificed and all kinds of going through all kinds of goofiness. Right. <laughs> it says make your bodies available as a living sacrifice. What is a living sacrifice? A living sacrifice is understanding that you've been crucified with Christ and yet you live. Remember, it says, I've been crucified, but yet I live. Right. I no longer live by rules and regulations. I live by the faith of Christ and the faith in Christ and his finished work in Christ being my example of who I really am. Does that make sense? So there was, I've sacrificed, I'm sac- I've died to the old me, and I'm alive now. And he says, this pleases him more than religious routines. And, what, what, and really, why do we have religious routines? Well, some of them in the Old Testament were prophetic to show Christ when he came. And, of course, people just kept on doing them because they missed Christ. They got caught up in the tradition. But there are also try- things that we do sometimes to try to, like, get favor with God when we have it simply by believing. We have it simply because of what Christ did and because of the cross and the death and resurrection. Now, interesting, he desires to find visible individual expression in your person. He desires to find visible individual expression in your person. It's not all the same, but he wants to find expression in you. And I think, you know, the rest of the chapter is kind of about that. It's about Christ. Finding expression in you outwardly. It says verse 12, do not allow current religious traditions. And Francois goes to the word aeon. I'm, you know, John would know how to pronounce that, but it's a Greek word. Tr- translated traditionally is do not conform to this world. Because remember, if you know the Bible, it says do not be transformed to this world, but be transfigured by the renewing of your mind. But he says, actually, the word means points to a period of time of specific influence. Paul refers to the religious traditions of the day. So it says, do not 
allow current religious traditions to mold you into a pattern of reasoning. And what is the pattern of reasoning of religious traditions are always to do things to get God to forgive us, to get closer to God, to get God to look down with favor and get the God that we believe is separated to come close to us instead of understanding that we are in union with God. We can't get away. God is closer than our breath. We are, there's, I love that in Ephesians 3.19 in the, in the commentary in the mirror it says, for us to believe that God is separated from us is a delusion. He is not separated. You're one with God. He is closer than your breath. Be acquainted with perfection. In other words, be acquainted with what God believes to be a true about you. Remember, in Hebrews, the 10th chapter, it said that the blood of bulls and goats was able to what? Perfect the believers, not forgive, perfect. So the worshiper would once for all be perfected and no longer be conscious of sin and guilt. Now, verse 9 says, and I've said this before, it says you were made holy, how? By the body of Jesus Christ. And verse 14 says you've forever been completely forgiven and cleansed and perfected. So the perfect work you're included in. So you've been made perfect from God's point of view, not from your point of view, and stop running back to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and judge yourself Judge yourself by Christ and what he accomplished in the finished work of the cross. It's so easy to do that. All right. To accommodate yourself to the delight and good pleasure of him will transform your thoughts afresh from within. Wow, isn't that interesting? To accommodate yourself to his delight and and his good pleasure. Now think about it. He died your death. You were co-included. You were in union with Christ. When he was raised, you were raised. When he ascended, you were ascended. He's pleased with that work, and you were included in that work. You were included with Christ. You were in union with Christ, and God is pleased with that. I always like to separate that, that I was included in that, and that's what God's pleased with, and I was included, okay? Okay, I love the first Three verses, his grace gift. So it's so easy to read fast over these things. His grace gift. Paul saying his grace gift. In other words, his favor and friendship gift. It's a gift. It's not to be earned. It's a gift to be received. But Paul says, inspires Paul, inspires me, he's talking, right? Paul to say to us that our thinking must be consistent with everything that is within us. Where is Christ located? Within. According to the measure of faith that God has a point portion to every Individual God has given every individual a measure of faith. In fact, you know, if Christ is all, he is in all, and he is faith, then God's given everybody a portion of faith because Christ is faith, right? Anyway, let the revelation of redemption shape your thoughts. I'll think about that. Redemption means Christ, that God, that Christ was exchanged for you. God so loved you that he exchanged his life for your life. He so loved you. That's redemption. You've been brought back. You've been paid for with a price. The parallel is clear. There, there are many different members of one body. Remember, say, I am the body of Christ. I'm one member of it. I'm an individual member of it, right? Yet not one competes with another in function. In other words, we all have our own function, and we don't compete with one another. It's In our societies, not, you know, I can't speak for every society and every culture, but competition is a big thing. We're always competing with one another. So instead, every individual member co-complements the other. And over uh, 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about the, the, the body as in, you know, the body of Christ is in the uh, human body. You know, 
the eye can't, you know, can't function properly without the hand. The hand definitely can't function without the eye. The brain can't function without the heart. The heart can't function without the brain. I mean, everything's intertwined. And we are the body. We are parts of his body. In Christ, the many individuals, which is us, are all part of the same body and members of one another. We're members. Say, I am a member with you and you're a member with me. We're members with one another. That's interesting. That makes the importance of other people look a lot, a lot more significant. Our gifts, our gifts, yours and my, your gift, my gifts, may ver- may differ in function, but his grace is the same. Now think about that. No matter how important or, you know, I would like to say, sometimes some gifts are like magnified to the world. Everybody goes, wow, look at those gifts. And other people have just simple little gifts that they just employ and nobody, you know, nobody sees. But he says his grace is the same. His favor and friendship are the same. It doesn't, just because you have some big thing going on that looks big to everybody, his grace, his favor is no different to anybody. I love this. Now, you know, think about this. He's talking about a living sacrifice and making expression. Letting he express himself through you. Now, here's, here's some of that expression. If it is your turn to prophesy, let faith not your title being your inspiration, not the, your title, but faith, let Christ, let it come out of you, out of the love and of how Christ sees you and how you've been co-resurrected. And Anyway, the same goes for every aspect of ministry, whether it, is, whether it be serving or giving instructions. This is the living sacrifice, the expression of God through us. Or to those who just walk alongside someone to remind them of their true identity, which is super, super important, by the way you know, building one another up. Sometimes it's in front of a lot of people. Sometimes it's just one-on-one walking with people, building them back up into who they are. Always let faith set your pace. Christ, you know, it's interesting. You know, Jesus, if he was building a church when he walked back back there, and he was going to like do what we do today, he sure wouldn't have acted like he did. I mean, he wouldn't have told everybody to eat his flesh and drink his blood. That wasn't exactly a good a winner of people, right? He's in, he's in Capernaum. And they all, he's healing people and the demons are coming out. And they say, please, please stay, stay, stay. And he goes, nope, I got other stuff, other people in his realist. I mean, he, he was just talking and walking, right? He, he was just, he was just listening to the father and living out that relationship with the father. And he was, I love, this is Charles Stanley years ago when I listened to him. He said, you know, Jesus was never in any big hurry. He had three years to accomplish his ministry, but you don't ever hear him say he ran over to Jerusalem. And he hurried on over to Nazareth. And he ran to Capernaum because he had so much to do. He just, he just walked daily, daily, daily in this relationship. And he look at all the fruit that he produced. You and I are intertwined with our gift. We all have gifts and we're intertwined with them. They're wrapped up in them. Wrapped up in the same parcel, which is a gift. Lead with passion. Minister mercy cheerfully. These are living expressions. This is God wants to find a living expressing himself through you these are examples of what god wants to express through you and me maybe just you i'm just love without any hidden agenda utterly detest evil and when we think of evil we always think of all kinds of stupid things instead of saying things that result in toils hardships and suffering detest it i detest it because i don't want to experience toils hardships and sufferings I want to experience Zoe life in every area of my life. 
be glued to good, be stuck to it. This is, these are, you know, the living sacrifice, the expression, physical expression of God through you. Remember Jesus, remember how he walked. He didn't walk like an Old Testament prophet. He wasn't running around calling down fire on people. And he wasn't, he wasn't, you know, going out and hamstringing horses and doing genocide. He was building up, loving, restoring. And that's who God is. Do not allow any hesitation to interrupt the rhythm of your zeal. I love that. So don't hesitate. Keep on going. Capture the moment. Every moment. Maintain the boiling point intensity of spirit devotion to the Lord. Boil over with his spirit. Allow his spirit just to boil over all the time. Delight yourself in the pleasure of expectation. In other words, delight yourself in waiting for something, right? Prayer prevails victoriously where under pressure. Say, my prayers prevail victoriously under pressure. Wow. Propose with resolve to treat strangers how? As saints, as holy ones. As yourself, actually. Pursue and embrace them with fondness as friends on equal terms of fellowship. Make yourself useful in the most practical way possible. Now think about that. Make yourself useful. And he would back to the beginning. Again, I know I repeat myself a lot, but I like to repeat myself a lot, and I need to repeat myself a lot. Think about it. He's saying, find what God wants to find expression in you. These are examples of expression of God in you. Continue to speak well, even if someone wants to take advantage of you. I would say that is a living sacrifice. I mean, I got to die to my feelings, don't I? And, and to be alive to God and what God believes to be true about me and God, regardless of how I feel. Because sometimes we feel not so good when people do stuff like that to us. Lesson, do not blame when you feel exploited. Whew. Do not merely act the role in someone else's gladness or grief. Feel with them. In genuine joy and compassion. When you do that, when you enter into people's joy and compassion, you're entering into a relationship that and touching the very emotions. And, and let's face it, we're emotional people. I mean, emotions play a big role in our life. And what does God, what's God want to do? He wants, you know, you're his eyes, you're his hands, you're, you're the living expression, you're the Christ ones on the earth now. He wants, he wants people to see Christ in you. So they'll see Christ in them. Esteem everyone with the same respect. Wow. No one is more important than the other. Wow. That's good, though, isn't it? Associate yourself rather with the lowly than with the lofty. Do not distance yourself from others in your own mind. Two wrongs don't make a right. Never retaliate. Sometimes retaliate. No. So, when it's... When God tells you to retaliate, though, it says no. It says never retaliate. Instead, cultivate the attitude to anticipate only beauty and value in every person you encounter. Because where does Christ live? In them. Remember Paul said, when Christ saw fit to reveal Christ in me, what was he doing? He was trying to imprison and harass church people. Remember, I love that. I think I said that last week. Paul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? I'm Jesus. You're persecuting Ooh, you have within you what it takes to be everyone's friend, regardless of how they treat you. Do not bother yourself to get even, dear ones. Do not let anger or irritation distract you. That which we have in common with, with uh, one another 
righteousness sets the pace. Scripture confirms the Lord himself is the revealer of righteousness. God is a revealer, right? He wants to reveal it in us and other people. These are practical expressions of God. God wants to pour forth this expression of himself physically because he wants to win the world, doesn't he? Who does he want to do it through? You and me. Doesn't mean we're all going to get a, a soapbox and go, no, it doesn't mean it, but we're the living expressions of God on the earth. If, it, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. These acts of kindness will be like heaping coals of fire. And it's not judgment, by the way. On his head and certainly rid him of the dross in his mind and win him as a friend. I haven't read too many of the, too much of the uh, commentaries, but I'm going to read this. A refiner would melt metal in a crucible and intensify the process by heating coals of fire on it. This is a good strategy. Be sensitive to the needs of your enemies. God sees gold in every person. Say it. God sees gold in every person. Woo! Aren't you, aren't you happy that you saw gold in you first? Hostility cannot hide your true value. He won us while we were hostile towards him. Were you hostile towards him? I was. Didn't know him. I thought he was an ogre and mean and if he was even real. I was hostile. And, he, and then, Paul, then he quotes uh, <coughs> Romans 2.4. His kindness led us to this radical awakening of, your, of our minds. Every time I go, you know, I, I, work, in, I work for a place and then it's a Catholic hospital and they pray. And, they, they always, and people always say this. Yeah, he had a come to Jesus moment. I'm like, oh, yeah. In other words, you were super kind to him. You know, it's like the fear of God. No, it says his kindness leads us to a metanoia, to repentance or a radical mind shift. Do not let evil be an excuse for you to feel defeated. In other words, when things are happening to you, you're not defeated. I mean, the Godhead, the Father, Son, Spirit live in you. <coughs> Rather, seize the opportunity to turn the situation into victory for good. In other words, sit back and listen and let God just do what only God can do. I mean, we, we see one or two ways out. He has a thousand ways out. So anyway, the end.